I'm the best in the world at what I do. I've been the best since day one. On this microphone, in the booth, in my bed, I live it. I breathe it. I am it. Welcome to the Soldier. Simple ass fucking dude, no stones in the cross Throw stones at my cross, only at your own wrist The retribution you receive is the son of a bitch Switch to Badamina, became a little meaner Expose my floor to y'all, I'm the black Tony Wiener Politic myself to get back in the race For no help for no one, so get the fuck out my face I'm a team of one, the Carmelo of hip-hop Switching audition with New York in the backdrop you know, hoopy, it's right and black and snoopy. It gets me where I'm going. Fuck you, I'ma do me. Do it for the love, not the amount of the check. All the verses that I spit, I gotta get my respect. Make the world know the name of Donnie. Fuck you, new blue collar hill, best in the world of what I do. Stop, won't stop, Donnie, ooh, hold it down, I get down for my crown, Donnie, Donnie, fucking ooh. <laughs> what up, people? Welcome to another edition of the world-renowned, hardly ever listened to, Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast, featuring the one and only, Donnie Ooh. Best of what of what he does. Yeah, man. This week, we embark on the journey that is called the NBA Playoffs. So, of course, at the beginning, or should I say, by the time y'all listening to this shit, at least half the first round matchups have been in the books. Donnie's half-assed NBA Playoff Preview Part 2. Know what part means? Second annual. The fuck? I got to spell it out for y'all? Anyway, for my new listeners out there who are probably either looking at the title or if they didn't look at the title, are hearing me now talking about half-assed. Like, why would I waste my time listening to a half-assed preview? I'm going to tell y'all the reason why I call this shit half-assed. It's actually a tradition of mine. Actually started by mistake. A couple years ago, I think during the pandemic, the NFL decided, yeah, we're going to start on time, right? So I'm like, well, you know, let me rev up the podcast again. Because I kind of pretty much doing like cameo appearances during the fucking summer of 2020. You know, summer of the Rona. And, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, NFL season's coming on. I don't know how I'm actually going to feel about 
fucking watching football. But, you know, maybe if I start doing my podcast again or more on a more regular basis, I would actually, uh, you know, get a little bit more enjoyment out of watching the sports. Because, shit, for the first couple of months of the pandemic, there was hardly those fucking sports. We was, yo, we was thirsting. We was fiending. Shit, they put out the fucking, the fucking Michael Jordan shit. The last dance out, like, Six months early because everybody was starving for fucking sports. Anyway, so I started doing the NFL regular season preview. But I started, I think, that Monday after the opening Sunday, the opening week games. So, of course, I'm going to give predictions. But what kind of predictions I'm really giving if the first game has already been in the books? Hence. Half-assed, because I didn't take up enough, you know, gumption, enough uh, fucking, you know, responsibility to actually put that episode up on time. So now it's a tradition. I drop these episodes when the playoffs have begun. I drop these episodes, these previews, when the season has begun. And there'll probably be a slip up here and there. So being the fact that I don't edit shit nine times out of ten, hence. Half-assed NBA playoff preview. Yeah. Luckily, I decided to record this shit after the last game of the play-in tournament in which the New Orleans Pelicans beat the Los Angeles Clippers, sans Paul George, who unfortunately had to miss this game Due to COVID protocol. And you see, fucking social media ain't a... Yo, y'all ain't shit. Because motherfuckers are trending pandemic P. When this dude got caught... Or came in contact with the Rona. And motherfuckers trying to blame it on Paul George. Because he shot air balls and shit off the fucking side of the backboard. Doing a fucking bubble. and whatever. Anyway. Clippers go home, Pelicans go on to face the Phoenix Suns and claim the eighth seed. Brandon Ingram, fucking monster, dropped 30, but he set the tone in the first quarter. CJ, CJ McCallum, veteran presence, playoff tested, steady hand, got it in the victory. That's just a taste on what y'all are going to get on this NBA half-ass Donnie's half-ass NBA playoff preview. See, even I'm fucking trying to promote this shit and the shit coming up half-ass. So, before I get this shit on the road, let me thank each and every one of y'all for making this the podcast y'all choose to listen to and for indulging my crazy-ass Week after week after week after week. Episode after episode after episode after episode. Yeah, the blue moon is talking early. So, that means we should just get this shit on the way, right? Mother effing now. Without further ado, good night and goodbye. All right, the layout for the rest of this podcast is going to be as follows. I'm going to break down each conference and the teams, the seeds, one through eight in each conference. I'm going to do the Eastern Conference. I'm going to do the Western Conference. I'm going to give my predictions. It's almost going to be like fucking March Madness in April. That's what's going to go down on this half-assed NBA playoff preview. Before I get into all that, I'm going to give you a little hindsight, a little backstage peek into what's going to influence my decision on which conference I'm going to start off first. Back in my rapid days, I used to go by alias Darth Donnie. Darth Donnie. Because I am a self-proclaimed Star Wars enthusiast. 
and my favorite character in the whole story was Anakin Skywalker. Do you know, want to know why my favorite character is Anakin? I can tell you why. Anakin was a good soul that was ultimately forced to go with the Sith because everybody kept on underestimating him. Everybody kept on saying, well, you know, he's good at this, he's good at this, he's good at that, but we just don't know. The prophecy, the prophecy was correct. Yeah, or was it? Padme. Padme, don't get me started. Anyway, I say all that to say this. When Anakin finally turned into Darth Vader, that was because he let the hate consume him. And yeah, that is a blue moon being cracked right fucking now. He let the hate consume him. Consume him to the point that he was the dark side. He was the Sith. Minus the fucking Emperor. So, I figured, which conference should I start with first? Which one would be more entertaining to start with first? I'm not a technical dude when it comes to these playoff previews. I.e., that's why it's called the salty thoughts of Donnie O. Because they're my thoughts. They're my feelings. Feelings. Ooh, feelings. So, I guess the best way I could describe this shit is, you know what gets me by? You know what keeps on, what keeps the dozens and dozens of Donnie O listeners fully engaged? It's the hijinks. It's the bullshit. It's the drama. And what would give more drama? Well, of course, you look at the logo, you could tell I'm an angry dude. For the most part. Very benevolent, but angry nevertheless. So which conference contains the most teams that would rile up my anger? And you know, when the anger gets riled up, that's when Donnie gets good. So looking at the Western Conference, the Golden State, oh, yes, Warriors. Phoenix, who I, Chris Paul, who I hate. The Grizzlies, hmm, I like Ja, respect him, but that motherfucker needs to be taken down the peg. There's a lot of hate in the Western Conference. There's also a lot of hatred in the Eastern Conference. James Harden, number one, first and foremost, on my hatred list. I can't stand that motherfucker. Number two, it, who should really be number one, but he just thought it stabbed me right and left last year, and that's Trey fucking Young, who, yeah, those mother effers got themselves into the playoffs by defeating the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight in the play-in tournament. Who else? Brooklyn, just because. I mean, should I say the gentrification nets, just because. Even though I told y'all, I, I can't really slander KD and fucking Kyrie. Can't. Who else? I, I, I really think that the, the Trey and the heart and shit, those two dudes just make my blood boil. So, I guess we're going to start with the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference. The matchups go as follow. The number one seed, the Miami Heat, led by 
Jimmy Butler, and Kyle Lowry, and Bam Adebayo. They go against the winners of the play-in tournament. The Atlanta Hawks coming in with the number eight seed, led by Trey Young. Oh, I can't stand that cocksucker. But I will give the devil its due, unfortunately, on Easter weekend. Trey Young, in an elimination game tonight against Cleveland, at Cleveland, first half, stunk it up. I believe he only had six points. He was one of ten, one of nine, some shit like that. Do you know Trey Young, I believe, ended the game with 38 points? Yeah, that's right. First half, he had six points. He ended the game with 38 points. And... I watched most of the game. I watched the second half because I, I actually was really intrigued. And, yeah, Trey going to get bumped. I'm a Knicks fan. Above all else. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm a Golden State fan, too. I'm not going to fucking deny that. But I'm a Knicks fan first and foremost. And Trey Young, for what he did last year, and bumping us out the playoffs. What he did this year, especially his couple times he came to the Garden. The fact that he's in the playoffs and we couldn't even get into the play-in just burns a little bit, a little part of me inside. It, it just... So, yeah, I was hate-watching. But dude was flinging that shit from like 40 feet. Nothing but net. He was crossing motherfuckers over, right and left. Nothing but net. But you know, that play-in game actually exposed me to a player that I really never paid no attention to this year. And that is Garland. Darius Garland from, from, from Cleveland? Woo! That boy is a problem. I'm telling you, he is a problem. Couple times, there was one time he was on the baseline, and at first he's dribbling the ball, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Pass the ball, move the ball. Yo, because I don't watch Cleveland, so maybe this is the type of shit that they do, they have done all year long. I don't really watch them like that. But I'm like, yo, what the fuck is he doing? And then he got to the like the 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 right baseline, and I, I I I can't remember who he was who he was against, but he just ah 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 with the crossover step back, and his foot was on the line, so it wasn't a three. But I'm like, yo. Then there was another one. He was at pretty much at the top of the key. He caught him, pa pa, with the step back, nothing but net. I'm like, yo. That boy's a problem. Now I understand why they actually was as good as they were the majority of the year. I actually feel bad. I feel sorry for the fact that Cleveland is not in the playoffs. At one point in time, actually, prior to Jared Allen's injury, they were the number five seed in the East, firmly entrenched. In the playoffs, they didn't have to worry about no playing bullshit. Jared Allen got hurt, and they start plummeting. Coincidentally, Toronto started rising. Toronto snatched their heart, snatched their spot, snatched a lot of motherfucking spots. Look at Chicago, number six. Like, they're going against who? They're going against Milwaukee. That's, trust me. For the majority of the season, they were the number one seed in the East. Number one and number two. Then the then the injuries started catching up with them. I say all that to say this. Feel, I feel bad for Cleveland. Cleveland came in as the number eight seed, but they was obviously reeling. Brooklyn beat them. 
they already beat them the week prior to actually, uh, which gonna get the number seven seed. Then they uh had home court advantage against Atlanta, but Atlanta's coming off a thrilling victory. Matter of fact, not a thrilling victory, a throttling of fucking Chick- uh, Charlotte. So Atlanta already had the advantage because Atlanta had the playoff experience. They was already battle-tested. Cleveland can be last year's Atlanta next year. Hopefully not because my Knicks... You know what? I'm I'm going to refrain from talking about the Knicks right now because we're actually talking about playoff teams. And that really hurts me to say that that little fucking little side snide comment I just made really hurt me to do. But I'm going to call a spade a spade. Motherfuckers ain't in the playoffs. And this is the playoff preview. Motherfuckers wasn't even in play-in. And that was a play-in review. So we ain't going to talk about the Knicks. But we're going to talk about this first-round matchup between Atlanta and Miami. Like I said, you had Jimmy, you had uh, Jimmy Butler, you have Adebayo, you have Cal Lowry, you have uh, Tyler Hero, you have Eric Spolstra, but you have JB Bickerstaff on the other side. No, my bad. I'm, see, I'm, Cleveland's on my mind for some fucking reason. You got Nate McMillan on the other side, so it's not so much of a mismatch as some would lead you to believe. Nate McMillan is battle tested. And just the fact that he got his team into the playoffs, into an actual series, has to be applauded. But unfortunately, I believe Miami just has too much. They have too much depth. Atlanta will make a series out of it, but Miami will win in six games. I'm going to get, yeah, I'm going to give it six games. Atlanta's going to get one at home. Matter of fact, Miami's going to get the first two. Atlanta's going to get the next two. And then Miami's going to close it out. So Miami in six. The next matchup is the number two seed, the Boston Celtics, going against the number seven seed, the Gentrification Nets, led by Kevin Durant and his trusty sidekick, who's actually here full time, thanks to Mayor Adams, who is still recovering from the Rona. And uh, yeah, being the fact that I'm going to say my pick in this series is going to be very biased because I have money. Yes, M O N E Y have money on Brooklyn to win this series. But overall, I believe the series is going to go seven games, and it can be nip and tuck throughout the way. It's going to be up and down. Your Kyrie's probably going to sprain an ankle. There's going to be a the storyline of him going back into Boston. Now, if Brooklyn splits the first two games. Brooklyn's winning this game. Winning the series in six. If Brooklyn can get one of the first two games, preferably game number two. Yeah, I said game number two, which I really meant to say game number one. They need to steal home court advantage. They need to put that thought in Boston's mind. Oh, no. Here we go again. The only... The potential difference maker in this series will not actually be on the court playing. The potential difference maker is going to be Ume Adoka. He has intricate knowledge. Tell you the truth, as well as Boston is playing this year, makes you wonder how much input he had last year. Yeah. You you have Adoka versus Steve Nash. And to me, Steve Nash still has not distinguished himself as a top-tier head coach. 
Excuse my burp, but this is Blue Moon number three. Tracy. And Tracy is burning my stomach. As long as it's not burning my... <laughs> Almost let the liquor get to me. Anyway. Umed Doke and Steve Nash. Some would think that's even. I believe it's not. I believe the advantage that the Nets have is based on having Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yes, Boston is missing Williams, but Tice, or Diaz, I believe it's Tice, and Horford will make up for that, perhaps. But if everybody is hitting on all cylinders, you have KD, you have Kyrie, they're the constants. But if Seth is sniping, and Patty Mills, with his umpteen amount of years of playoff grizzled veteran experience, is sniping. And you got Andre Drummond, Drummond. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I know that was a pun. If you have them playing on all cylinders, I believe just by the fact, that, just for the pure firepower, the Nets are going to win. I have the Nets in seven games. Defeating the Boston Celtics. And the Celtics going into the offseason. With a lot of questions. Questions on whether or not maybe it's time to move on from this dynamic duo. And have to choose one or the other. I don't know. I don't know. But that's something. It's going to have to be addressed. You know, one of the great features, one of the great advantages that I have in doing this half-ass NBA pre playoff preview is the fact of I can skip some games. No, I'm just kidding. But I can kind of put myself at a, a hope. When I realize I'm rambling too much and I'm drawing these shits out way longer than they need to be. Also, by me doing that, I was able to actually catch some actual playoff action today, which would be Saturday. Right. Technically, it would be Sunday morning, but whatever. You you get the you get the drift. And um the next matchup in the Eastern Conference that I'm gonna recap actually took place today, yesterday. Well, we just got into all that. And that was between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors, in which I have previously stated off air that um I believe Toronto was going to win in six. Partially because Toronto was red hot going toward the end of the regular season. That's how they claim the fifth seed. And also, well, plus the fact that I hate James Harden. And I have a growing dislike for Joel Embiid, as previously expressed on this podcast. So, with all those factors all together, like I said, I was going to go with Toronto in six. And then I saw today's game in which I believe Toronto lost by double digits, 15 plus. Scotty Barnes, the potential rookie of the year, went down with a severe ankle injury in which Joel Embiid inadvertently stepped on Scotty Barnes's ankle and crushed that shit to a fucking fine powder and um he was en route to having a playoff debut triple double but um the star of the show the star of the game was Tyrese Maxey he dropped 38 points he dropped 
five three-pointers. His decision-making and the way he created the pace allow others to feed off him. And I will give credit where credit is due. If this team allows, or should I say James Harden allows Tyrese Maxey to be the Robin to Embiid's Batman, you notice how Tobias Harris was involved. You notice how the ball was whipping around the court. James Harden wasn't getting the foul calls. I believe he got his first time to the line late in the second quarter. But by that time, they was already up by 15. So, um, I'm, they gave up, Toronto gave up 130 points. 130 points. What, what kind of off, what kind of defense is that? If you're going to make it that easy and you allow Philly to play a cohesive game, you have no man. I mean, you, you, you don't have no hope. I, I have no hope in Philly getting bounced out the first round. Yeah, I'm hating. Can't stand those motherfuckers. I swear I really wanted to get into more diatribe about James Harden stinking it up, but I would be a proven hypocrite. If I do so in this recording, but trust me, I know I feel it in my bones that a stinker is coming up from the bid. So I guess uh, my prediction, right? I'm still going to stick with Toronto, but I'm going to go to seven games. This game, this series is going seven games because remember, there's a particular player on Philadelphia. That is not allowed to play in Canada due to the COVID restrictions up in Canada. Hmm. That's where I believe Toronto will rear its advantage and take this back to Philly for game five, tied 2 2. But yeah. Now, the last matchup in the East. Is Milwaukee versus Chicago. There was some scuttlebutt going around that um, Milwaukee wanted to make sure they got the three seeds so they did not have to see Brooklyn in the first round. But they got to see them in the second if they advance. Now, Chicago has been riddled with injury. Zach Levine returns to the playoffs. I know this is not a, I don't believe this is a playoff debut. I'm not really a Zach Levine fan, so forgive me if I'm wrong either way. Or should I say, it just proves the title of half-ass is real. No, let me stop. DeMar DeRozan is playoff tested. But Lonzo Ball, not coming back. Caruso, I believe, has not played up to the level that he played prior pre-injury and you got the Grayson Allen factor you don't think Grayson Allen gonna try to take out somebody else <laughs> especially he mad coach K lost Grayson Allen Allen was a disciple he was the classic coach K player but I'm not gonna get into that because we talking about the NBA but this this series I'm gonna pick Milwaukee just because they're the defending champs I'm not going to disrespect them like that. I'll say Milwaukee in five. I won't, I, won't, I won't give Milwaukee a sweep. I'll say Milwaukee in five. A gentleman's sweep, if you will. So, my picks for the first round of the Eastern Conference goes as follows. Miami will, be, will go over Atlanta. Brooklyn. I believe we'll eke out a seven-game victory against Boston. Philly will go down to Toronto, but this time in seven games. And Milwaukee, the defending champion, 
legitimate sweep, Chicago out the playoffs. I really think that would be the best outcome for viewing pleasure because you'll have Miami versus who? You have Miami versus Toronto. And then you'll have Brooklyn versus Milwaukee in a rematch of last year's thrilling semifinal series. I'm telling you, I think that would be the best way to go in the East. And to tell you the truth, I think that's the way it's going to go. Now we go to the Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. Yeah, I know that's just play, but whatever. The Western Conference is very, 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 very interesting, especially due to the results of day one of play of action. We had three series underway tonight, capped off by the Golden State Warriors victory over the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to save my Warriors for last. First up to bat would be the number one seed in the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns, who will go against the upstart, the underdog, New Orleans Pelicans, led by Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCallum. Head coached by Willie Green. Now, nobody gives New Orleans a chance in hell to win this series. I'm probably one of those who don't. But I do believe New Orleans is going to make a series out of this. It's not going to be a sweep. Yeah, we know Phoenix has Chris Paul, the grizzled veteran, who found the fountain of youth. We have Devin Booker, the self-proclaimed overlooked MVP candidate. We have Jay Crowder, bitch ass. You got Bridges. You got Johnson. Johnson is an X-factor. I believe the way he goes, Phoenix goes, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Now, there will be a loud, loud, boisterous portion of the population that will crave and try to pressure New Orleans into relenting and bringing Zion back into the playoffs. But really, I'm sorry. That's just an accident waiting to happen. If I was them, and if I was Zion, I would chill until the beginning of next season. Get all the way healthy. You already missed the whole fucking season. So, why are you gonna rush it now? Then you don't even have you don't have a you don't have a big turnaround. You have a, you don't have a long turnaround before you have to start getting ready for next season. Chill. You're not going to win if Zion, you might push it to seven. But the bottom line, this whole shit, I'm going to pick Phoenix over the Pelicans in, I hate to say it, five games. The next one is actually was the first game that kicked off the slate today. And that was between the number four seed, Dallas Mavericks, hosting the number five seed, Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell scored 32 points, 30 of them in the second half. Even though they tried to cough up the lead like they've been doing all fucking season, they were able to hold on to victory. But what was notable is the fact that they had such a struggle with Dallas, 
because Dallas was missing Luka Doncic. He's still recovering from his calf injury. He's still questionable for game two. So Dallas, if Dallas is able to split, it's almost like the roles are reversed. Except their home home court advantage will be nil. But right now, they're striving for a split. There's a break between games two and game three, hopefully. And that's crossing their fingers. Luka will be back. So since Utah's already up one zip, there is some dissension in the ranks. There's been dissension in the ranks all season between Rudy Gobert and the rest of the team. There was a clip online that spread it rapidly in which Bogdanovich lost, uh, lost Reggie Bullock for open three. And Gobert was dressing him down during the play. I looked at the line score right after that. Do you know at that point in time, Rudy Gobert had no zero zilch, not a fucking field goal on record? Did y'all really know that? After a while, look, I know he's not like an offensive threat, but after a while, you got to give the dog a bone. You got to give him some little fucking lobs, some shit. He's probably like, look, I'm doing all this fucking defensive work. I'm doing all this fucking rebounding shit, and I can't get a fucking smell. I can't get a taste. That's just going to come in Red's head. So as much as I do not like Dallas as a whole, as an organization, as a crew, I'm going to pick Dallas to win this series in six games. Next up, it's actually one of my potentially most favorite matchups in the playoffs. And that's between two upstart, young upstart teams. And that's between the number two seed, Memphis Grizzlies, led by John Moran, who dropped 32, and the number seven seed, Minnesota Timberwolves, led by Anthony Edwards, who dropped 36 in his playoff debut. Minnesota won game one in Memphis, 130 to 117. That's right, 130 to 117. Memphis gave up 130 points on their court. Towns, I believe, had 29, 30 points. He tweaked his ankle late in the game. Hopefully, that's not lingering. They had clutch shot after clutch shot from Patrick Beverly, from the McDaniel dude. Yeah, I, look, once again, Malik Beasley going off, had 19, had clutch threes from that corner. I predict Minnesota to knock off Memphis. Yes, you heard it here first. They already got a one-zip lead. They already got home home court advantage. And I predict Minnesota to close this series out in six games. Of course, there might be a little bit of bias in that because that leads us to our last matchup in the Western Conference. And that's between... The number three seed, Golden State Warriors. And the number six seed, Denver Nuggets, led by Nikola Jokic. Jokic, the Joker. You know, we kept the Joker intact. We're going to wear that motherfucker out. Yeah, all bias is in effect. One of my teams are in the playoffs. One of my teams is striving to reclaim glory, to reclaim their place on that throne. And this is not me being cocky right now, but I did say I don't fear a team in these playoffs. I do not fear 
any team at all. You want to know why? Because I don't believe this year in these playoffs, especially in the Western Conference, there is a team that can beat Golden State four games out of seven. I don't see it. And what I saw tonight just reinforces that belief. Jordan Poole, in his playoff debut, dropped 30. And he was pulling from 30. Jordan Poole came out that first half, that second quarter especially, dropped 17 in the second. With no fear in his heart whatsoever. He allowed Steph to, to gain his bearings. Steph was held without a field goal until the last two minutes of the court, first half. There was actually, not there was actually, Jordan Poole carried the Golden State Warriors first half. Clay, still red fucking hot, rounded in the form. Do you know Draymond Green had 12 points and he was actually aggressive on the offensive side? His defense against Jokic was phenomenal. Yeah, he was fouling, he was hacking, but so what? You can't call them all. Fucking Otto Porter. Junior, giving us solid minutes. Belichia, giving us some bullshit solid minutes. The only thing I wish was, even though the results were the, were the results, I wish Kaminga would have had more playing time and meaningful minutes. But I'm quite sure that's coming down the line. Andre Iguodala doing, trying to Rewind the hands of time. Yeah, I'm going on and on and on because it's been three fucking long years before my Warriors are back. Are back. Had to christen the fucking Chase Center with some fucking playoff magic. There was a there was a point in the second in the first half. You know, Steph was Steph didn't have a field goal attempt until I think uh, under five minutes to go in the first half, and then a couple of attempts he he was short, he was short, he was short. He which go he tried to float it, the floater was off. There was a couple of times during a you know break and play, Steph was trying to you know sneak that shot, throw a shot in, and there was one time Boogie. Caught the shot or blocked it. Basically, but we do not want this man to see this ball go through this hoop. So what happens with under under a minute to go in the first half? I dare say under 30 seconds to go in the first half. Steph finally makes his three. And I said at the time, and I say it now, I'm like, yeah. That's all he needed. Now, he didn't take over the game because there was no need. Jordan Poole was the motherfucking man. But for Steph to see that ball go through, you could see the pep in the step in the second half. He wasn't forcing it. He was letting the, letting the, letting the game flow. But that's a good omen. That's a good sign. So you start having Steph clicking. Clay, motherfucking killer Clay clicking. Jordan Poole splashing. Draymond Green still doing his thing, being aggressive. Wigs, two way wigs. Yeah, all we need you to do is, yeah, just do you. Wigs, mwah. Even though, come on, you got to step that fucking game up on the foul line. Yeah, you notice I've been talking about my Warriors. I wasn't talking about 
the Denver Nuggets, right? Because he ain't nothing to say. Needless to say, I'm going to say this because I just realized I've been talking about five minutes for the Warriors. Warriors in five. Um, in, yeah, fuck it. In five games. Yeah, I'm, I'm on that shit. Yeah, we ain't going to sweep because, sweep, uh, sweep you know, we're going we gonna to play one sloppy game. Probably game three in Denver. We're going to play one sloppy game. But, yeah, then we're going to get back in tune, close that shit out at Chase Center. So, my picks for the Western Conference goes as follows. Phoenix will come out on top. Minnesota would have pulled the quote-unquote upset and go over Memphis in six. My Warriors will dispose of the Denver Nuggets in five games. And as much as, like I said, as much as I hate to say it, Dallas, yes, Dallas will go over the Utah Jazz. So while I'm on this topic, I might as well give y'all my picks for the Western Conference, and the Eastern Conference, and my ultimate champion. In the East, I predict Milwaukee to return to the NBA Finals. Yes, I was going to say Brooklyn, even though I got I got money on Brooklyn, but that's only because of the underdog factor anyway. But I, I believe Milwaukee is still the best team in the East, both offensively and defensively. You got Giannis, who I didn't really mention when I was talking about their matchup because it was almost a foregone conclusion. And, yeah, so I'd say I take Milwaukee out the East. And the West, of course, needless to say, I'm going to choose and go with my heart in my mind, and ultimately out of my pocket, because they are actually kind of a not too deep underdog. I will go with my Golden State Warriors to return to the NBA Finals. And, of course, if I'm going to have them in the NBA Finals, I must proclaim my Warriors back to the throne, NBA champion. I would like to take this time out to announce that the most popular segment of last year's NBA playoffs will return this year, and that is what the fuck was I thinking? Can I change my pick? There'll probably be a lot of that because I know my warriors are going to make me pull every strand of hair that I have left in my head out. But needless to say here, there, all these, all these playoff series have a potential to be great. There's going to be plots. There's going to be twists and turns, and it's going to be a great, great, adventure and there you have it actually if i do say so myself a very truncated edition of donnie's second annual half-assed nba playoff preview <laughs> hey yeah hey yeah hey yeah oh hey yeah hey yeah hey yeah oh hey yeah hey yeah can i get some Sound of the warrior drum on the raw pad. Don't make me laugh and never in your life want to ever see the God's wrath. <laughs> the mother effing warriors got me so hyped today. I swear y'all can thank the Golden State Warriors win in such convincing fashion. And the reason that y'all getting this shit actually on time. Because if they would have lost, I would have actually went the way I was going to. I'm like, eh, it's it's Easter. I'm going to do some overtime and come home and I'll do it then. But the victory, the thrilling, the sweet success, 
You smell that? You smell that? I smell victory. Yeah, the sweet smell of victory propelled me to be a man of my word and actually the man that I try to be and actually put this shit out on time. So, yeah, that was my last one minute and 15 seconds of me rambling. Last week's plugging segment pause was so thrilling, was so exhilarating to me and hopefully to everybody who heard it. I don't think I can top that this week. The energy is not there. It just has to be spontaneous. And I just really want to just let that shit linger just a little bit more. Just let it linger like smoke in the stagnant air. Because, yeah, I just, whew. if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm referring to last week's episode, the last 25 minutes or so, where I plugged the shit, pause, out of everyone that I normally plug. But there was one, one particular plug that had an extra panache to it, and that was the plug for Hip Hop Hidden Gems by my boy, the Mojo King. Yeah, because he finally put out that long-awaited episode that the masses, and especially yours truly, was waiting on. So I had to give it that extra mm. So, that's my long-winded way of saying that I'm going to be easy on the plugs this week. It's not going to be no long-winded, oh, extravaganza. I'm going to go as follows. Check out the Black Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Check them out each and every Thursday night, 8.35. Check out the Black Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Check out my boy, the aforementioned Mojo King, and his hip-hop hidden gems and his hidden gems golf. Both in which, in different genres, he unearths all the gems in both fantasy golf and the history of hip-hop. Check him out on all streaming platforms wherever podcasting is available. Check out Gimmick Infringement. Check out Winchester and McDowell. Winchester and McDowell. Check out Gimmick Infringement on YouTube. Like and subscribe when they go over the past week's happenings in AEW, WWE, and various other wrestling platforms. Check them out on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Both Gimmick Infringement and Hip Hop Hidden Gems and Hidden Gems Golf are a part of the... Check out my boy. Check out the bro. Body More Bottles. Check out Body More Bottles on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Check him out if you want to be in the know for all the latest in the lifestyle, in black culture, black wineries, black breweries, black owned liquor, black owned brew, black owned everything. Check out Body More Bottles on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Last but certainly not least, check out yours truly, Donnie fucking Ooh. And this Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast on various streaming platforms wherever podcast is available Apple, Podcast, Spotify, Anchor.fm, amongst others. Check out my podcast if you haven't checked it out already and if you're listening to this it means you checked it out so i don't know what the fuck i was just talking about but i appreciate y'all dearly you can go to the fucking web page easytree.me slash what donnie oh for everything donnie oh this podcast you're listening to can be reached at easytree.me donnie oh 
Um, if you want some Donnie U merch, which seems like nobody really wants some, but if you really do want some Donnie U merch, that could be purchased at easytrade.me slash for the Donnie U. And last but not least, even though I said that about this segment, if you want to listen to Donnie U's music, trust me, you'll be glad you did. That can be also reached at easytrade.me slash for the Donnie U. Yeah. Whatever platform whatever however you choose to indulge me on please like subscribe hit the notification button so as always if i drop at an inopportune time maybe make stroke you will be the first one to hear it <laughs> whatever i think i'm going to call this a fucking episode once again, thank you. I actually I scratched that. P.S. Happy Easter to each and every one. Happy holidays to each and every one. Hope each and every one of y'all are safe and sound and are doing the best that y'all possibly can. So with all that said, I will bid y'all adieu until next week, where We'll talk about some shit and we'll have fun doing it. All right? How about that? So until next week. Goodbye. Bye.
sol 